finally, and I do mean finally, it's reporting day. It's the beginning of training camp in Latrobe, back at St. Vincent College. I'll be headed out there myself this morning. Can't wait. Just, just like Bart Scott, you know, that level of can't wait. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. From noon to 3 p.m. today, just to fill you in on the schedule, there will be media access to the players who are reporting. It'll be in the usual spot out behind the dorms. They might choose to make their usual grand or not-so-grand entrances. Uh, For every tow truck or helicopter, there are about five Kias that come in. So not everybody is the same. I'm excited about it, if that doesn't show. I'm excited about a lot of different components related to this particular camp and how they'll play out. But there's nothing that's going to excite any of us, if we're all being honest about it, more than how the quarterback situation plays out. But let me put at least a little bit of a damper on that specific part, because I don't believe there's a competition for number one. I've been saying this all summer. Nothing's changed it. But I know that once the Steelers are in camp, Once all those cameras and microphones are there, and once Mitch Trubisky throws an incomplete pass, but on the very next rep, Kenny Pickett nails somebody from 70 yards down the sideline, there's going to arise a perception, no doubt in my mind, that there's some kind of battle at hand. There won't be a battle, not for number one. And I am completely okay with that as I've been all along, for the simple reason that this team needs to put the quarterback in place who gives them the best chance to win at least the first few games. I can't even concoct a stance in which that would be picket. In fact, unpopular as this sentiment might be, I can't even concoct a stance that Pickett should be the backup over Mason Rudolph. Say what you want about Mason, but he's got the four years of NFL experience. He's been an NFL starter. And to go back to that same criteria, if there's a situation where you need someone in those first few games, you would be nuts to not pick from one of the two who've got half a decade in the league. Now, this is going to sound a little bit like I'm burying Kenny prematurely. That is not the case, like at all. I really believe in his NFL potential. I just don't believe in it two months after he showed up for a few drills in shorts. I really don't. This is not a Joe Burrow situation. This is not 
a desperate situation like the ones that the Jets and the Giants and a couple other teams seem to go through pretty much every year where you say, well, this is it. We're pinning everything we've got on this kid and go get him, kid. And you shove him out onto the field and he goes 0-11 and he gets messed up forever and you wonder what the heck went wrong. And next thing you know, the Jets and the Giants and whoever else are looking for another quarterback in the very next draft. Nobody wants that either. But there's another, there's another element in play here. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by Point Park University. Choose from nearly 100 career-focused programs leading to bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees. Choose when and how you'd prefer to do that studying, whether it's at Point Park's gorgeous downtown Pittsburgh campus, whether it's online, maybe a flexible hybrid format would work best for you. Find out more about all of this at pointpark.edu. See, there's also this. Mitch might be good. Mitch might be really good. Like, really, really good. And I know if you watch the highlights shows uh, religiously on a Sunday night, and I don't know who among us who follows sports or football, even at a casual level, doesn't do that, your only impression of Mitch Trubisky is going to be whatever it was that anyone had to say about a Chicago loss on a given night. And within that, there's going to be criticism of the quarterback because that's how losses go in the NFL. But there's no one, there's no one in the Pittsburgh mix of things who believes that the Bears brought the best out of Trubisky and I mean, I don't know that you need to be Tom Landry or whatever to see that the Bears don't do well with quarterbacks. They haven't done well with a quarterback since, ooh, I mean, do you have to go all the way back to Jim McMahon? I mean, I'll give a little bit of a tip of the cap to Jim Miller along the way, the former Steeler, but they they don't do well with quarterbacks. They haven't in forever. And I know there's been a lot of different head coaches and whatever, but that can't be an accident. It just can't. And I'm a believer when Kevin Colbert suggests that people with the Buffalo Bills told Colbert before the signing of Trubisky that they saw something in him, that they believed that he'd have been equipped to step in had Josh Allen gotten hurt last season. Allen didn't get hurt. So Mitch didn't get any action really in Buffalo. But they they saw something. And the Steelers and the Bills, for anybody who doesn't know this, have a little bit of a tighter relationship than most NFL franchises. There's a lot of commonality between uh, the management and personnel groups. They're not doing it this year, but in the past they've conducted a joint practice at St. Vincent. And, There's just enough there there for me to believe in it. But there's also one more thing, and that's this. When I asked Mike Sullivan, and this was at OTAs, about the play action, just the play action facet of the offense, he began raving about Mitch. I didn't ask about Mitch's ability to handle the play action. I just asked about play action. And not only did he rave about Mitch's ability to run it, but he also took it a big step further and said that he's actually having Mitch work with the other quarterbacks 
to incorporate that into their game. Meaning, of course, Mason Rudolph, Kenny Pickett. Mason's never had to run play action in Pittsburgh for obvious reasons, because Ben Roethlisberger didn't want anything to do with it. And, you know, Mason's going to run Ben's offense. And Pickett, of course, is new to everything that's NFL. This is the quarterback. This is the number one quarterback. There's no debate. There's no duel. There's no controversy. This part's done. Now let's see what happens between Mason and Kenny when we come back. J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by our friends at Mike's Beer Bar. They're located directly across Federal Street from BNC Park. They are the one, the only, the premier destination in Pittsburgh for craft beer. More than 500 craft beers available, more than 350 of those local, and more than 80 of those on tap. Mike's can't be topped. Not for beer, not for the awesome kitchen and menu that's available, not for all the special events that are going on there. Check them out online at mikesbeerbar.com. Mike's Beer Bar, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. And today's J1Q comes from Josh Henderson. This is a good one. What happens if Trubisky comes out in the regular season and wins five games in a row? What do we do with Pickett then? Well, Josh, let's first off. Presume that Mitch would have had something to do with those five W's. And that's a pretty safe presumption. I mean, I suppose the defense could go completely nuts, force a bunch of takeaways, Najee would go crazy, and Mitch could just be some kind of game manager. But when you're looking at that schedule, when you're looking at opening up in Cincinnati and having to outscore Joe Burrow, yeah your quarterback's probably going to have to have a role. When you're talking about beating Bill Belichick and the Patriots in the following week, you get the idea. It's going to take some quarterback play to go 5-0, and and that's saying something. Now, if it happens that Mitch looks like he's some other dude entirely from what was last seen in Chicago, and everyone suddenly reverts to a vision of Mitch, that harkens back to his having been the number two overall pick in the draft, then guess what, kids? You've got your franchise quarterback. It's just not the one you thought. Because now you're talking about five games, and in the NFL, that's a pretty significant sample size. Doesn't mean he won't go through a rough stretch after that. Doesn't mean there won't be further doubts down the road. But that right there, coupled with what I mentioned in the opening segment about the evaluation of the Buffalo management, would all kind of seem to dovetail. It really would. I'm going to recommend something for you here, Josh, and for everyone listening. If you go to YouTube, do a search on Mitchell Trubisky, Buffalo Bills preseason you will get a highlights video of his performance in an exhibition game 
last summer. It'll floor you. Now, I know, I know it's preseason, whatever else, okay? But he was close to perfect, and he did some extraordinary things within some of the passes and the plays and the scrambling that he did, throwing against his body. There's one video, if you really want to get ambitious, that shows you literally every pass he attempted in kind of rapid-fire fashion so you don't bother with any other highlights of a completely inconsequential game. And I think you'll have a vision there of what the Buffalo people were talking about and why. And that's the kind of thing that has you a little bit hopeful. It's not a negative. And by the way, it's got nothing to do with Pickett. To to go back to the way you ended that question, if the Steelers get themselves a franchise quarterback and Pickett shows signs of progress, even in practice, even running a scout team or whatever it is, then Pickett ascends to being the backup. And Mason Rudolph can be either traded or allowed to leave through free agency, in which case the Steelers get themselves a nice-sized comp pick in the following draft. That's not a bad thing to have either. And Kenny's just going to have to wait his turn. I mean, I don't want to throw Jordan Love's name out every time this sort of subject comes up, but Jordan Love was taken by Green Bay in the first round in 2020, and he's still waiting. And guess what? He's going to be waiting a little while longer because Aaron Rodgers didn't go anywhere and has no intention of going anywhere and has come out this offseason and said he plans to finish his career as a Packer. Well, what's the kid going to do? You know, he signs a rookie contract that ties him to that team. Why would they, the Packers, just let him walk away? Jordan Love's still only 23 years old. Did you know that? By the way, when you Google Jordan Love's name, you know when they show you those sample questions on the search at the top? The first sample question is, is Jordan Love still playing in the NFL? Great stuff, right? Uh, is that going to happen to Kenny Pickett? I don't know, but I do know that it's not a problem. It might feel like a wasted first-round pick, but bear in mind that there are a lot of teams out there that wouldn't mind having a first-round caliber quarterback, one with Pickett's pedigree. Another problem for another day, one thing at a time. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers, and I'm going to be honest, I will appreciate all the more being 